No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Speaking about the various ways in which an owner should behave. An honor gives honor to everyone. And he brings a missionary. Who is called an honored man? That means honored by Hashem. That he honors others. Now this it doesn't talk about honor. But he wants to tell us how great is the practice of honoring people. And the state there, our proof from the passage came, Achavadai, Achavadai. For he said, I will honor those who honor me. Now, what kind of proof is that? He's part of the honoring people. And it says, our proof is that Hashem said, I'll honor those who honor me. So you see, the honoring people is considered by Hashem as honoring him. And an honor has not always in mind to honor everyone. The honor of the altar, sir, the Nayan, Hayyadeh, the Hadeh, the Godwoman, the Suppose you know that that person is bigger than you, even in one thing. It means in all other respects, you are more important. But he has one advantage over you. You have to honor him because of that one thing. So you see that the honor doesn't look for the fact that someone is smaller than him. He tries to find whatever he can discover that the other person is bigger than he is, even at one time. But you should also learn that the magazine is going to learn. You should be the first to greet people. Don't wait till they greet you. Now, some people even they greet them. They don't even bother to answer. Constantly you have such people on the street. You greet them, and they barely acknowledge your presence. But not only that, you should be the first one to greet. The only order of our Abayana Zakai, so that he gave no order so that never did it happen to any man at the first blow on him. He was the first one to greet everyone. After he was going by shoot, even a Gentile in the street, he was the first one to greet the Gentile. Now that means he was practicing on the Gentile. Don't say Gentile, not so important. For your own character, it's proper to be polite even to a Gentile, because by that means you're getting the quality of Anova, of being polite to everybody. Something else. Even for a guy, so you have to say, it includes even to your wife too. You have to be polite when you talk to your wife or to your husband. Wives and husbands must talk politely to each other. Otherwise, it's a sign that they're lacking in this fundamental principle. Being the Jibor, being the Martin, Chaya Valinde covers the Chaya. Whether in the way he talks or the way he behaves, he has to conduct himself with honor towards the fellow man. Even the way you behave, you should show that you are respecting your fellow man. Of course, Shifu is Reim Lavrocha, Told about Eshem, the Arbom Ela, Talmud of Akiva. The forty, the twenty-four thousand disciples of Akiva Shem Meisah. Why did they die? 
understand it's not so simple. They certainly honor each other more than we honor each other. But it wasn't satisfactory to Akkadi's brother. If you're talking about Akkadi, we require more than that. And that's explained as a reason why they perish in an epidemic. That's what Amazon will serve. And when people know his brother, don't go to Simchas and from the Godiyah's girl. But even more important is to keep them on their own Otherwise, they are taking their trouble and neglecting the Ita. The Ita Rasmus here is to be very covered to the fellow man. Husbands and wives, neighbors, everybody else has to learn to be the father is fellow man. That's the lesson of spirit. Right on. Okay, no, she bizoyan, who draw on this jacket of our side, just like we find that scorning others is a characteristic of Rishoyim. Shilara Kosha Shilohan, we mentioned above, the Voya Rosha, for Gambus, when the Rosha come, they come scorn for people. Kena Kovid Mishakis Rashadik. Only other people is something that's attributed to Sadiq. It's a characteristic of a Sadiq that he honors other people. Kena Kovid Shrechani Mohim, and you misfortunate. Honor. Is always with them, he honors for others, and he never leaves them. He's always aware of this principle to honor everybody. A sadiqin. That's their principle, sadiqin honor. And those who don't honor other people are the opposite of sadiqin. Wherever his elders are, there you'll find cover. Cover means to honor each other and the honor of everyone else. So now we're learning an important principle. And I call this brother who expects of us to keep in mind that our fellow man represents Hashem himself. And if you honor your fellow man, you're honoring Yaakov's brother. So we have to keep in mind the principles and say, we're looking forward to opportunities when we can apply the principles. This is a certainty. And wants to tell us that there's a great benefit to us in other matters besides serving Hashem. The Anova removes from a man many stumbling blocks. It causes him to be acceptable to people in many ways, and he succeeds more because he's an honor. And it brings him to many benefits. Because he's a humble man, it's polite to everyone, and the habit everyone, and he doesn't consider himself superior, he should know that he's doing himself the biggest benefit, even materially, in Gashmir's. He onov, onov, is not worried much about worldly things, he's not jealous of all the foolish things. Now the foolish people, they think that they are important, and they deserve all the luxuries, and therefore they indulge in things 
that are unnecessary, expensive, and sometimes harmful. Whereas the honor is a person who's willing to get along with a more temperate kind of life, and therefore he'll be more successful in his physical life. That's one thing. So it's good to know. Because even Shalolishma, a person's always try to be a perfect in character. And he's telling us that you're going to gain by humility. You're gaining your family life, you're gaining your business life. Wherever you go, you'll be more successful because of this meter of being an honor. And one more thing. The company of an honor is extremely pleasant. People like to be with an honor. People will come to him. They seek him out. They desire to be together with him. And the people are pleased with him. And therefore, he won't become angry because he's an honor. A fellow who is arrogant, he becomes angry with his temper. But an honor is always able to control himself because he thinks, who am I to become angry? For lowly then, it won't come to any quarrel. He keeps away from quarrels because of this quality. Everything he does quietly, I told him, everything with a certain amount of restfulness, peacefulness. Now, happy is a person who gains this quality by another. Who promises the of Rahi quotes, which wisdom made as a crown for its head, also saw another acre in Suryasa. Another made a heel for its shoe. It means this. It says, Eker Anova Yerashashem. The heel of Anova. That's a dash. The heel of Anova is Yerashashem. Yerashashem is a great leader. But Yerashashem is like the bottom part of an honor. Honor is much more than Yerashashem. But it says, Reishes Chokma Yerashashem. The head of wisdom is Yerashashem. So the head of wisdom is Yerashashem. But Yerashashem is the heel of Anova. So Anova towers far above Yerashashem. The truth is, it's the highest form of Yerashashem. No wisdom can compare to this excellence of Anov. Is that boring? That's clear. Set that inside. The second paragraph. Kuf nun Aleph. Second paragraph. Now he's completing the subject of Anova. No, now it's completing the way that Anovim should practice, should behave. He told us the number of suggestions how Anova should behave. Up to now, he explains the chief subdivisions of the practice of Anova, of humility, that he explained above. And the details are according to all the subdivisions, according to the subject, according to the times, and according to the places. It means what would be considered proper behavior in one place is not the same in another place. What's proper behavior for a great man Another proper behavior for a smaller person. 
each person according to his madrega and according to the circumstances. Which means that the practice of humility is not a simple matter. And even by learning all that we learned until now, it doesn't mean that we know exactly how to apply it. So we have to use our minds and see that this used in a proper place, at a proper time, for the proper person. The wise man should listen and add his own instruction to what he heard before. That's the rule always. Whatever you learn is not sufficient. You have to take it and enlarge on it with your own intelligence. It's certain that the practice of Anovo will remove from a man's path many stumbling blocks in life. And it will bring him to many instances of success in life. That's something that's understandable. A person of good character and honor is well liked and is going to be successful among people. A person with a different kind of character has troubles and he has all kinds of conflicts in life. So he's telling us how good it is for a person to study the subject and to acquire the, the quality of novel, even shalori shmoh, even to know that it's good for a man in this world. And we talk shalori shmoh, See, her honor who yochush me'at abibhar, the honor doesn't worry much about things of the world. Doesn't get excited, doesn't get discouraged, doesn't get angry. And he's not jealous of the silly things of this world. Other people become excited over small things and they are jealous of other people and it causes them conflicts and it causes them also sometimes illness too. But the honor takes everything easily and calmly. Also, the company of the honor is very pleasant. People like to be together with him. And the spirit of people is pleased with him. People are satisfied with an honor. He certainly won't come to anger, and they won't come to quarreling with other people. And I feel the husky, everything he does quietly, I feel the with tranquility. How fortunate is a person who gains this quality of being an honor. That which wisdom made a crown upon his head, also so another eternusulyasa. Another made a heel to its shoe. As follows, it says, The head of wisdom is Yerasasha. So by studying wisdom and becoming more and more adept in things of wisdom, a person finally is able to gain Yerasasha. Which means Yerasasha is not just a simple matter for a person to decide, I want to be Yerashamayim, that's it. No, he has to learn Chokhmah. That's the learn wisdom and wisdom and wisdom. And finally becomes a Yerashamayim. Now, Yeras Hashem is a crown of wisdom, that's a top of wisdom. But it says, Ekef Anova, the heel of Anova is Yeras Hashem.
That's a play on words. Actually, it means as a result of another. But the play on words is the heel of another, Yeras Hashem. Which means, Yeras Hashem is the first step on the ladder of another. So, Yeras Hashem is the top rung in the ladder of Chokmah. And the bottom rung in the ladder of another. So, another begins where Yeras Hashem stops. Yeras Hashem goes away up to a certain place, and then another begins. That shows how great is the quality of another. All forms of wisdom cannot compare to the success of another. That's something that's certain. Set to here. Now, just as a commentary on the last words, he said, it's border. It's a clear thing that another leads to a person to success. We learn. Kino ve'atava ve'akovet murchin esa'otim in oilam. Jealousy, desire, lust or greed, and the desire for kovot take a man out of this world. That means they ruin a man's life in this world. Now an owner is not jealous. If you see somebody who is excelling or has more success, you're not jealous of him. Who am I to be jealous of this man? This man is better than I am, he says. If he sees somebody who has something that he'd like to have, wealth, he doesn't envy that person's wealth, he's not greedy, doesn't have any passions, who am I to lust after certain things? I'm not important enough to deserve such luxuries. And therefore, the owner doesn't lust or have greed for certain things. Doesn't have any grudge, doesn't have any anger, and is not jealous. And covet, doesn't look for covet. And most of the trouble in the world comes because people want covet. So these three things take people out of the world. But an owner has dispensed with all these three things, and therefore he's allowed to remain in the world successfully, because the things that cause most trouble in the world, he doesn't have. The next, the way to acquire honor. Up to now, he was speaking of some of the practices, the behavior of honor. Now I said, how do you get that frame of mind? After all, it's the attitude of a man that's important. So how does he acquire that frame of mind? There are two aspects that will accustom a person to unknown. Now, before we start, I must make a mention of something that the Mechaber here does not emphasize much. He mentions it, Agavurka. But the Chavis Halvavis, when he speaks of Anova, emphasizes mostly the fact that when a man is aware that is in the presence of Hashem, he is automatically humbled. And Moshe Rabbein was the owner of Nicole Alden, the most humble man, because he was more aware of us than anybody else. That's important. We shouldn't omit this contribution of the Hebrews of others. That Anova is not merely the relationship to other people, it's the fact of your relationship to Hashem. And anybody who thinks about our Kodesh Baruch who automatically becomes humble. Now we'll go to what the Mahabra here says. Two things, he says, will bring a person to another. Or the Jesus as practice, 
by his brain and thinking into the subject. Now I start explaining. For the give practice. A person should accustom himself gradually to behave in a manner of lowliness, of unimportance. He chooses to sit in unimportant places. He doesn't sit in a place which would give him most important, very inconspicuous. He tries to be inconspicuous. Well, that's the he goes at the end of the group, not to push himself to the front always, but he tries to be always in the back. Little boys beg it, he wears garments of humble people, he doesn't wear ostentatious garments. I know, he wears respectable garments, of a lonely forehead, but not glorified garments. Like some people wear garments, they can very conspicuous, a glorified, because they seek that they should be recognized by other people. He be when he accustoms himself to this manner, he connects this survey another believer not not. The humility will enter into his heart gradually. until it becomes fixed and settled permanently in his mind. So what he's telling us, behave like an honor, even though you're not one yet. And actually, you will become sooner or later inwardly influenced by your outward acts, by your exterior acts. It's the nature of a person to be arrogant and to try to elevate himself. You see a little child, he considers himself the center of the world. All the rest of humanity are unimportant to a little child. And that continues in many people. They always remain in the same form, frame of mind. That they're everything, and outside of them nothing is important. It's the nature of a person to be arrogant. Koshe olov lakir mi'ikro It's difficult for him to uproot from its foundation this natural inclination. Elohim came the malus hachitzenis, unless he uses the exterior virtues on the silver the other that are in his power. Exterior things are easy, more easy to control than interior things. To act like an honor is certainly easier than to be an honor. So, yam little by little, he'll draw this into his interior. The ability of which is not so much in his power. So again, the exteriority is in his power. But the interiority is not in his power. So by behaving externally in this way for some time, little by little, it influences his interiority and changes his character. Okay, Indian Shibanov is like explaining his leaders. His leaders, that's a quality of being ready to do things, have alacrity in a hurry to do things. So even if a person is lazy, but he acts as if he were industrious, it wakes up in him, him after a while a feeling of energy. That's a person has to daven. And he's sleeping, not interested, but he says, and he says words of enthusiasm. After a while, 
it kindles a certain inward enthusiasm too. So the exteriority causes an effect of the interiority. That's his principle. How he said is, where is the supremis? She calls there the chlamamorum, that's included in what he says of him, loilom, yea, odom, odom, be A man should always be cunning when it comes to Yerushimayim. And cunning means to use stratagems, to use tricks. You just can't say, I want to be a Yerushimayim. No, you have to train yourself with cunning how to become a Yerushimayim. The Hainushi Yavakesh Talbulis, he should seek stratagems against the human nature or in the Tiyasa and against his instincts until he overcomes them. So a person must use wisdom when he is trying to combat the weaknesses of human nature. He has to use these stratagems. And one stratagem is to behave like a fine person, to behave like an honor, to behave like a good person. And little by little, it affects his interiority too. That's where we stop. Say that. Kufnun is the second paragraph. The subject is the method of acquiring the midst of another. So first he said, practice. You accustom yourself to another by certain forms of behavior which affect the mind. After a while, the outwardness affects the interiority of the person. His actions affect his mind and becomes an honor. Ah, I his brain then, now he speaks about thinking into various subjects which contribute to the subject of another. It's mentioned in the words of the Tana. No, from where you came. We originated from a little putrid drop. That's how we started out. A putrid drop of the Zera and also with the mother's ovium, a little drop that by itself was something that's actually disgusting to look at. And where are you going to? When we came off of him, at a place of the dirt and worms in the grave. And before whom are you going to give an account of your life? And Akkadishbolo is going to ask you why you did this and why you did that. Kibemis called Ela Heim Negdim Legadu. These are the opposite of arrogance. And they help a person to become an humble person. Say that inside. It means these are examples of similar thoughts. When a person thinks that one it was a little boy, a little girl that dirtied their diapers. They didn't have any sense at all. Everybody starts out with nothing. And if he looks back on his past, there's no reason to be proud and arrogant. When a person looks into how low his 
material is. It came from low material, and how weak was his beginning? Ain't low time, Linosakla. Yeah, no reason to be proud. Labor should they call him? To be ashamed and embarrassed. Now, of course, it's a matter of thought. If people don't think about this, it won't have any effect. But when people consider that once upon a time they were little children, and nobody had any respect for them, they looked down on them, they didn't consider their opinions anything, so the fact that now he developed into what he thinks is something, if he looks back he sees where I started from, I'm really nothing. Holomorphic, what's this compared to? Loroya Chazerem Shekielimo. Pasture, a man who shepherd, swine, a swine herd, who became a king. That actually happened. Diocletian was the emperor of Rome, was once a swine herd in Aristotle. Call Ace, Asheris Kayom al whenever he mentions his earlier days, he absolutely is God. It's impossible for him to be proud. He was once a nobody. And therefore, he's the same person as he once was. Set that aside. Also, when you'll think, after all this greatness, your shoe will offer. He'll return to the dust. And he'll be food for worms. Surely his arrogance will be humbled. And the tumult of his pride will quiet down. What is his greatness? It ends in nothing but shame and embarrassment. It means he thinks that he's going to lie in the dust. This body, which he is so proud, is going to lie in the ground and it'll be consumed by worms. Say that. Now the following is something that could be considered by everyone's great prophet. Always to think about the following paragraph. When a person will think more, when he'll, the moment when he'll enter, all alone, before the great judgment of the host of heaven, because his boy who is surrounded by all the tzaddikim will be sitting in judgment, and he walks in all by himself to have to face the whole court. He has to show himself for the king of kings, HaKodesh Baruchot. HaKodesh Vatoya Betachlis HaGvish Vatara who is holy and pure beyond any kind of limits of purity and holiness. And bestowed Kedoshim Shos HaGvura when he comes into the council of the holy ones who serve Hashem, the mighty ones who do the service of Hashem. Asher Abraham Kolmum, they have no blemish at all. Who he stands before them, go, he is low, pochus, unimportant, nizim is hard and he is to be scorned from himself. What is he? Nobody, a very weak human being. and because of his act, his behavior, he made himself unclean in this world. Hayorim Rosh, can he lift up his head and face? The Dayanim, Ayi Yalor Pis Tempeh, will he be able to open his mouth? The Chi Yisrael, and they'll ask him, Ayi, where's your big mouth that you once had when you were alive? Ayi, go in the Chogu, go in the Chogu. Where is your 
arrogance and your honor to carry with you in your world. Where is it all now? Why are you silent? Mayane, what will you answer? What will he reply on the rebuke, when he starts rebuking him for the things that he did? It's certain that a person, even for one moment, will picture in his mind with a true, strong picture of that scene, all the arrogance will fly away from him. Although social, it won't come back anymore. But it means he has to picture it in his mind and think as actually taking place because it will take place. And they'll stand before the business show my law and they'll ask him, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And he has to give an answer in the presence of the whole throne of him. Say that. Hashemi, in another consideration, who Inyan Chiluf told us as man, the matter of what happens in the course of time, and the many changes that time brings with it. The Osha Kaliyas on it. A wealthy man can easily become a poor man. The man had the biggest business in the whole neighborhood here once, is now in prison. At a store, biggest store. Was most famous for his business. Now he's in prison. He's a nobody. Politicians at once had tremendous power, were defeated, and he went down to the dust. Nobody mentioned their name anymore. The Amrishal Levitt, the man who is a ruler, sometimes becomes even a slave. The Amrishal Levitt, one who is honest, becomes dishonest. If it's so easy for a person to go down to a position of infamy today, how can a person ever be proud because of his station that he has now? They have no confidence that it's going to last. How many illnesses come upon a man? He'll have to beg somebody with his mouth, please help me. He becomes a helpless person. The Sayu, to help him get up, help him go to the bathroom. But Yokel mixes, in order to give him a little bit of relief, he'll beg for a little bit of help from people. How many sorrows can come upon a person? He must maybe go and ask for help from the public. He refused to give Shalom a welcome to these people once upon a time. And they came to greet him. He wouldn't answer them. He was so proud once. And many times it turns out he has to go to them and ask them to help him. But man, you the machine, and one day should be his saviors again. So those people whom he once scorned, it turns out that he has to come to them and help them. In many cases like that. Only when it happens, people ignore it. They forget about it. But if you read literature, it happens again and again. Mighty people have fallen so low that afterwards they have to go to the people they once despised to ask them for help. We see such things every day. That's enough to remove the pride from a man's heart 
and clothe him with humility and lowliness. The man who married a millionaire heiress became very wealthy and then he was elected president and so he's at the top of his glory. And then a bullet came suddenly and it's all over. Kennedy. And so we say in Latin, sick transit glory among this. So passes away the glory of this world. Kuf Nun Dalit, three lines down. On the subject, ways of acquiring the attitude of another. Okay, she is burning oid ho odom, al choivosal upon the When a man will think into his obligations before Hashem, the kamo and how greatly these obligations have been neglected by him, the kamo whom is and how much he is careless about it, he certainly will be ashamed and he will not be proud. You call him He'll be embarrassed for the Yodim and his heart will not become haughty. Now that means a person should know how much is expected of him, which means very much. Because our Kodesh Baruch demands a great deal from every person. Not like we think that we can get along with a minimum. Our Kodesh Baruch is insistent on excellence. And when you see how far away from our excellence, then we become embarrassed and we become humble. I heard Ephraim complaining in sadness. And he said, After I turned back, I have regretted. He looked back and he regretted. After I knew what I have done, so far I smote myself on the thigh. Boshti, I'm ashamed. And I'm embarrassed. So a person who thinks about what was expected of him and what he could have done and he didn't, he's sure to be humble. Say that. I thought. And more than anything else, he should always spend time thinking to recognize the weakness of the human mind. And how great is the error and the falsehood in human thinking. Error is always more probable than having a true understanding. And what he's saying here is not what people think. It's very far from our minds, that's because we don't have the another. But now he's telling us you should know that in most cases, everybody is closer to error than he is to the truth. 
our king that we should always be afraid of this peril he should always try to learn from everyone everybody has something that would be useful for him to know and always to listen to advice lest he might be tripped up by an error he quotes the Hanavacha, Ezeru Kachan, who is a wise man, is willing to learn from everybody. Everybody has something worthwhile, of course. Everybody has a lot of non-worthwhile things to tell them too, that you have to know. And to listen to people indiscriminately means you're going to take all the errors that they have. But among the things that people say, there is sure to be some things that are useful to you. He who listens to counsel, who listens to advice, that's a wise man. Say that. Now the system of the Mechaber here is that whenever you speak of some good quality, some good attitude, he warns at the end against those things that can undo or ruin that good attitude. Even after a person works and he acquires the middle of Anova, he has to be aware of things that can spoil and break down his Anova. It's like any good thing. Any precious or valuable thing, you must watch it. You must guard it. Because although it's difficult to acquire, but it's easy to go lost. That's the principle. Ahmaf is one of the things that can cause harm and ruin to this good media of another, even after you acquired it, so you not include such enumerated first, who have limoi basviya betirusyamasa. That's the multiplicity and the abundance of enjoying good things in this world. Eating well, having plenty of rest, enjoying life, finding ways and means of pleasures, all these cause a person to become bloated with elegance. Like it says in the Torah many times, that you how to the Shavoto, when you'll eat and be satiated, then he shall then be beware of yourself. Can you start unless your heart becomes foolish. So when people have privations that don't have all the pleasures of life, they're able to maintain a high degree of perfection. But once they are intemperate and they allow themselves to indulge in all kinds of happy things, then they should know that they become inclined to elegance. Like Bishop Abena said, by Yishma Yeshua, by Yeshua became fat and he began to tick like an animal that you have. As long as you keep it within check, it'll be obedient. Once you overfeed your horse, you overfeed your ox, then it becomes elegant and begins to kick. King Akosuf Shadafeya Shaina says, Turn three holders to water, lest you eat and you will be satiated. Then your heart will become proud. That's the first 
of the things that they considered as mafsidim to the quality of another. I'll tell you more so than a chassidim Therefore, the chassidim found what was good for them. A person should afflict himself sometimes. He should deny himself superfluous pleasures. In order to lower the inclination of elegance. Which this inclination of elegance grows in a climate of abundance. A lion. If they have a lion in a cage. The lion, if you feed him, only hay, that lion is not going to roar. It's a very humble lion. When you feed him baskets of meat, then he becomes elegant and he roars. And therefore, wealthy people who have plenty of pleasures will find it very difficult to practice another. Of course, today even the poor people overeat. Because in this country, everybody has enough to eat. And when you're overfed, no matter the, if you don't have a great deal of wealth otherwise, but if you indulge in eating all that you wish and more than you need, there's no question that it won't be easy to be an honor. Say that. Now, I said, the chief contradiction to another who has sickness that's ignorance a lack of true knowledge now this is a subject which ordinarily is not well understood by people there's so many things that people must know in order to have a balanced attitude in the world for instance Everybody must know there's an Olam Habo. In the world to come, there's going to be a reward in accordance to a person's good deeds There's going to be punishment. And even though everybody who is from says, certainly I believe in Olam Habo, that's not called knowing. Because it's so remote to him, it's nothing more than a piece of paper, let's say, written with a note and put away in the closet. But when a person learns about Olam Habo in a realistic way, it's going to change everything in his life. Also, a man has to know all the teachings of the Chachamim about the wiles and the tricks of the Yetzirah. If you didn't study that, then you're like a child, you're innocent. You're beguiled and you're deceived. For the Yetzirah has so many ways of roping in and trapping people that almost everybody has fallen to these traps unless you study them and destroy them and you are now able to beware because you're looking out for the things that you're warned against. In addition, the knowledge of recognizing oneself. To know yourself is one of the most difficult of sciences. Everybody is busy patting himself on the back and congratulating himself and justifying himself and seeing faults in other people. Which other people, when they look at him, they see his faults. He doesn't see them, however. And this science of recognizing oneself is a very great source of knowledge 
against the Kaiba. In addition, a person has to know what does Torah mean? What does it mean, the necessity for a person to apply himself to learn Torah? Most people think learning Torah is just, I got worth it, why not? They don't realize that that's Kehim Chayim, that's our life. All our spare time must be put into learning Torah. Without that, it's impossible for a person to know the truth of life. There's so many things to learn. He's telling us now, without all these facts of the truths of life, the truths of Torah, all the truths that a person has to learn, the man has sickness as ignorance. He doesn't know it. And the truth is, the less he knows, the more confident he is, the more he thinks that there's nothing lacking in him. So only when a man begins to learn, then he sees that there are so many things he doesn't know. And that's what he said is the chief opponent to another, this ignorance. He said, Arrogance is always found in people who are more, who are more foolish. The more foolish a person is, the more arrogant he is. So Rabbi Sena says, What's the sign of arrogance of spirit, of gaire? And people are poor in Torah. The less a person learns Torah, the more confident he is. The people in the street are most confident. They have the slightest idea what could be wrong with them? And therefore they are the most certain that they are all right. And the Gemara says that's a sign of ignorance. That ignorance is a sign. If you want to know who is a Balgaiva, look at the person who knows least of Torah. Say that, that's what we're talking the bottom line. He quotes, a sign to recognize arrogance of spirit and Nius Hatel, where there's poverty in Torah knowledge. The less a person knows Torah, the more he is arrogant. Now we have to understand that when a person does know Torah, it could give him an excuse for prize. No question about that. But in general, Torah knowledge causes a person to straighten out. His mind straightens out. Because when you learn Torah, you learn how many faults you possess. If you don't learn Torah, you're not aware that you have these faults. And therefore, the ignorant person has the best conscience, the clearest conscience. He doesn't feel anything wrong with him. And that's the most arrogant attitude, to feel there's nothing wrong with you when there is. The Chain Omru, you quote from Zohar now, Simen de lo yodaklum, a sign that a person doesn't know anything, Shavuchi, when he praises himself. When a person is confident that he's good, it's a sign that he knows nothing. The Amr'od, he quotes, 
Istere Berlegine, Tisch, Tisch, Kaya. A coin inside of an empty pitcher cries out, knock, knock. It means it makes noise when it's an empty pitcher. If the pitcher is full of coins, it can't make any noise. So it means the emptiness causes the person to make most noise. Oid onlu, shoalu lilinishai. They ask the question of the barren trees. The trees that don't bear any fruit. Why is it that your voice is heard in the wind? When the wind blows, the barren trees, their boughs sway with more violence. I hear the swishing of the trees when the wind blows. Although they said, Halavai, that our voice should be heard and we should be remembered. It means this. The trees that are heavy with the fruit that they're bearing, the boughs cannot move so easily. And therefore they don't make a noise when the wind blows. And the others say, Halavai, we should be remembered. Because when they chop us down, there's nothing to left of us. But the others, at least the pious people remember. We saw Moshe is the choicest of all human beings. Was the greatest honor of all human beings. So we see the greater you are in the knowledge and the qualities, the more you're able to be an honor and understand the importance of humility. Now, I want to add here what I added before, that the Chavis Alvarez brings in that the knowledge that you're standing before Hashem is one of the most important forms of our Nova. And Moshe Rabbeinu was more aware than anybody else of the presence of Hashem, and that contributed to the greatness of his Anova. Now let's review before we go on further. Before he said, among the Mafsidim, the obstacles, or the things that destroy the Midranova, even if you built it up already, one is too many pleasures. If a person is subject to sensations of various pleasures that he has, is intemperate, he overindulges, it causes him to be arrogant. Having too much to eat, or too many good times, causes a person to forget what this world is like, and he thinks it's only for his pleasure, and becomes a Bulgaria. So, that's one thing. The health of a Savata, the watch out. Eating and associated, watch out. The second, which he considered even more important, is ignorance. Lack of knowledge of Taylor, he said that's the most important cause of Gaia. Now the third is wrong friends. People who flatter you. And that is also a great cause of misleading people to think that they really are something. Let's say a wealthy man, people need him for favors, they're always praising him, and he begins to think that their praises are true. Anybody who has people around him who are always complimenting him must be careful. Oh, another one of the things that destroy a person's humility, who has chablis or ishtamish if he joins or he makes use of employees, associates, 
or Chanefim. People will slaughter him. Asher lignav libo bechan kusam. Leman yitalohem. They wish to deceive him, to steal his mind, to deceive him with a flattery in order he should do benefits for them. They praise him and they exalt him. They make greater, they exaggerate whatever good he does have in him and they exaggerate to the extreme. And in addition, and they also add attributes that he doesn't have at all. Two things. If he has any good thing, so they exaggerate it out of proportion. And if he has no good thing, they persuade him that he does have good qualities in him. Or from him, sometimes, Shema Sometimes, what he actually has is the opposite of what they're praising him for. So he has three madregas. One madregas, they praise him for things he really possesses. Only they exaggerate it, make it much bigger than it is. The second, even when he doesn't have any good qualities, they'll persuade him that he does. Third, sometimes they persuade him to think that he has qualities which are the opposite of which he actually is. Say that inside. Soft, soft. Das Odom Kalbah. Must realize, even the best people have a weakness in their minds. Everybody has a weakness in their mind. Don't think that you're so strong-minded that you can resist. No, everybody has a weakness. The Tibachovist. And everybody has a weak nature. Or Mispate Benoko. And he is easily persuaded. Kosha Kain. Bedova Shailavuneta Bedova. Surely, when it's something to which she naturally is inclined, naturally a person is inclined to think of himself as excellent. It's human nature. He thinks that he is the best, or he is very good. And when he hears this from other people, all came therefore, Bishomer Sadom Eile, when he hears these words, Yesim, Bipim Yishu when the words come out of the mouth of someone whom he believes, it enters into him like a poison. The words of a chonet enter in our minds like a poison and poison us. And he falls into the trap of Gaiva and he is broken, he is ruined. Now he tells us he's ruined. We don't think so. We think, oh, that's not so good. But he tells us, the man becomes broken because of that. When people persuade him to believe that it's really good, the man is broken. Now we find that the tzaddikim, when they were being carried, let's say, to the place where they'll say a shia, to the pirke, where they set a drosha for a thousand people, and they were being carried in a seedan chair, so they were heard talking to themselves. And they were saying to him that we are nothing but manure, we're going to be buried in the ground, we'll be dirt. He was reminding himself that it's nothing, because it was necessary. And he lifted up his eyes and he saw all around him so many people, he'll get lost. Certainly he'll think of somebody. So the Sadiqim persuaded themselves. No, we're nobodies. When they were carrying Yechavis Chaim up the steps, they carried him up the steps to the place where he's going to say Adrosha. I heard him mumbling. He said, Slept in the Vela, Slept in the Vela, he said. And that's the Delah of the Sadiqim. They're always fighting against 
the people around them, fighting with themselves, not to listen, not to be persuaded, should know that we are weak. The foolish heart of a man is willing to accept any praises that he hears. Even with no praises, he thinks it's somebody. But surely if he hears it, and he must always fight back against his tendency to allow himself to be persuaded. Say that. That's why in the Der Hamidvar, there are no praise. Nobody praised them on the contrary. The only criticism, the only one that praised them was Bilam. Now, Kodesh Bori shows a non-Jew. And he said it when nobody was present of the Bnei Yisrael. Nobody heard his praises. Only Moshe Rabbeinu had it later told in Nebuah what Bilam said. But Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't praise the Jews. He said, I'm noble, you low people. But Lechokham are not wise. That's all it is. of Moshe was always getting angry at them. And so they weren't spoiled by praises. That's why if a person has somebody who is willing to criticize him, is a fortunate man. Even a wife that's always criticizing him, it's an excellent opportunity to deflate his arrogance. Look at Yoyosh. That he did everything good as long as his teacher, Yoyoda came was alive. After his teacher Yoyoda died, his servants came and began to flatter him. And to increase his praises. Until they compared him to one of their idols. In those days, the Gentiles worshipped their kings. And this happened to him. After a while, he was so persuaded by his flatterers that he allowed himself to be worshipped. Oh, Shoma Melech Aleph, then he listened to them. And he allowed himself to be worshipped. Say that aside. Right You can see this thing clearly. Most officials, or kings, or anybody who possesses power, you, no matter at what degree, even a small amount of power, they become destroyed. They stumble and they're destroyed by because of the flattery of those who serve them. Now he gives a statement, most of the people who have authority are being spoiled by their underlings. They're being corrupted in their character. Al-Kain, Mishaina Beresha, therefore, Anybody who has eyes to see? Yosel Yizohar, the Ayan, the Masi Misharesa, the Knesset, the Chava, the Yosel, the Pokabesa. When you have to appoint somebody as a counselor or an associate or an official in your house, you have to be more careful in the choice of such a person, Mimashi Yizohar, the Ayan, the Machol, Mishtar. More than you have to be careful what you eat and you drink. Let's say when you're drinking a glass of water, you look inside, maybe there's a dead flea inside the bottle, the glass, you look into it. When you look at your food, you want to make sure there's no dirt on the food. But when you choose a chavra, or an associate, or a counselor, or you choose somebody who will be an official in your establishment, you have to be more careful than even what you choose to eat, because that person is going to have a lasting effect on your character. If it's a chanef, you're going to ruin your character.
Food and drink, if it's not pure or clean, can only harm his body. But his associates or his officials that he appoints can destroy his soul and all of his honor, all of his glory. Say that inside. Who will serve me? Only those who walk in the way of honesty, of perfection. A person who does with falsehood cannot dwell in my house. So David was careful to choose the people that were in his household and with whom he associated. So that's where we're stopping. Proof news The top line. Proof news The top line. Before. He was enumerating the chief contradictions to the quality of Noah. Even after a person strove and labored to acquire the mid of being an honor, he has to be aware of these three obstacles that tend to erase from his mind this great achievement of another. Now one of them was too much luxury, abundance of good things in life. Because when a person is overfed and he has everything very easy and luxurious, he tends to become bloated with self-esteem, and he becomes a Bulgaria. And he quotes Sukkim, for instance, you say every day in Davenin, that if you'll do all my commandments, then I'm going to give you prosperity, but your health of is what you'll eat and be satiated. And that eating and satiating is as a result of good deeds that he did. But immediately afterwards, when it says you'll eat and be satiated, it says, Hisham Ruluchem, beware! Beware, lest your heart becomes foolish. So you see, even if you're rewarded with luxuries and abundance because of your merit, even then you have to watch out, because once a person is overfed and he is overindulged in other things, then he tends to become arrogant and he may also disregard his duties towards Hashem. That's number one. A surfeit, overabundance, can cause a person to go over the path. Now the second one he mentioned, which is even more important, lack of understanding. When people don't know all the verities of life, it's not clear in their minds, even though they say with their mouths, we believe in Hashem. But it's not clear to them as if it actually was standing before Hashem. We believe in the next world. 
But actually, this world is all that counts to them. We believe in the Torah, but the Torah is to them only a formality that they do without a fiery conviction as those had when they saw the Torah being given in Sinai. All the great truths of life that are not clearly stamped on a man's mind can cause him after a while to become arrogant because you must have a complete and true knowledge in order to remain a man of perfect character. And the third, Mavsidi Anodoy said, associating with the wrong people. Because they're the ones who make or break you. Especially, he said, if your associates or your underlings flatter you. And they're always feeding with praise. Although if we have some good qualities, they exaggerate them. We have no good qualities, they invent good qualities. And sometimes even your wrong qualities, they praise them and they pick them as good qualities. And therefore he said, when you choose an associate, when you choose a friend, when you choose an employee, somebody to be a member of a household, or intermarry with somebody, be more careful than when you choose something to eat or something to drink. Your food or your drink may only poison you in this world, but wrong associates can poison you forever and ever. Now the top line, proof non vote. And David Amel said, whenever he's thinking, contemplating, of taking somebody into his palace, into his service, he inspected that person thoroughly. He said, And he walks in the way of perfection, means of perfection of character, that's the man who will serve me. A man who does things with trickery, with dishonesty, he cannot sit in my house. Because that man is going to flatter me. Especially a monarch has to beware because the people around him are going to justify all his evil deeds. And they'll, they'll praise all his mistakes. And therefore, they want the only honest people to be in his employ. Say that one line before you go on. The ain't toivla odom the only thing good for a man to do is to seek associates who are perfect in character. They should illuminate his eyes in those things in which he is blind. Let's say, to give him a tap on the shoulder. Let's say, Chaim, you were wrong this time. Be somebody to tell you were wrong. I have to go to the synagogue where the Lord will tell you you're wrong. Hard to find, of course. <laughs> I know they exist. You have to go to a yeshiva where the Lord will tell the Talmudim you're wrong. Of course, they're afraid to do that because they wouldn't have any Talmudim left. You have to find somebody who's willing to tell you you're wrong. Of course, a glorious opportunity is your wife because she's always telling you you're wrong. That's excellent. Learn how to listen to your wife. Of course, you have to screen out what's incorrect. But many times, your wife is the one who is the only person who tells you the truth about yourself. And they will criticize him because they have the love for him. They don't want you to go wrong. They're your friends. And that's the best friend. And it comes out that they rescue him from every kind of harm. They're good friends. 
that are criticizing him and pointing out his faults are the ones who will save him from every evil. This that a person cannot see, but nobody sees anything wrong in himself. Hey, you, they will see, and they will understand. But Yaziru, and they'll warn him, and he can guard himself. So he's telling us that people do not see what's wrong in themselves. They're bribed by their self-love. You must have somebody outside of yourself to look at you. Like they say in Yiddish, a guest at a while can stand at a mile. A guest for a moment can see what you think you'll never see all your life. The Alzheimer, on this it says, who says, Salvation comes only because of a multitude of counselors. I mean, good counselors. Not paid counselors. These people themselves have ruined lives. Marriage counselors are divorced. They can't even live themselves with their mate. But we're talking about real counselors. So sure, salvation of a person comes with a multitude of the best counselors. Set that aside. Now the next rung on the ladder of perfection is yiraschet, fear of sin. This seems at first a surprise, but we thought fear of sin, that's one of the first things. But now we're learning there's such a thing as piety, such a thing as being cautious and watching your step, even being an honor. And still, there's a quality called yiraschet, fear of sin, which is even more sublime. It's a surprising thing. But he didn't invent that idea. He took it from the Gemara, which enumerates the steps. And after Anova, it says Anova brings a Yerasha. Oh, we start. A new subject. When we see that this quality of Yerasha is enumerated, is mentioned, after all the good qualities that we mentioned until now, so die long It's enough to make us aware of Inyona, how great this subject is. We understand it's proper to understand that it's a certainly a very important and fundamental principle. Because and it's difficult to acquire. It's hard to acquire Yirashet. Now, to be a Frum Jew, it's not necessarily easy. But a Frum Jew is not at the top of the list. He's starting out with Frum Jews. Because it's safer, he directs only to Frum Jews. But after they start climbing the ladder, rung after rung, they look up and they see way up, there's a meter called Yirashet, Fir Chet. That'll take some time before they arrive there. Shekvor lo yuchalagyelo but he cannot arrive at that rung of Yerashet unless he first traversed all the steps below that we mentioned above. So it means you have to work on all the previous Madrigas in order to get to Yerashet. Now you might say, what's the purpose of our going further? We didn't acquire the previous Madrigas yet. And the answer is this. It's important to learn the entire Sefer because an idealist will always find, even in the highest degrees of perfection, certain things that he could do. You can't always be so perfect 
that you can say Yavyeres Chet, but you can always, at time to time, find opportunities to do one or two things from that list of great deeds that are included in Yavyeres Chet. And that's why it pays to study the highest degrees, Kedusha and Hasidus, even though we're not Kedusha and Hasidim, nevertheless, we're going to discover that as we walk in the path of life, the opportunities to do great deeds from time to time. And even though we don't become Hasidim, but we did an act of Hasidus. Once more, I want to emphasize that point. Even though there's a succession of degrees of perfection, and one follows the other. So you might think, it doesn't pay to go ahead, we didn't succeed in the previous ones, when who knows if we'll ever succeed in acquiring the previous meters. The answer is, despite that, it pays to learn. When you learn even the topmost meters, there are certain things that you learn that are worth practicing even now, although they are not perfect. And from time to time, people can accomplish very big achievements momentarily. There are diamonds in our life. Sometimes you can accomplish a diamond which belongs to a degree much higher than you are now. But because you knew about it, you did it right now without waiting. In the course of time, it could be, he'll become a perfect diamond without a blemish. Say that inside. Omnom, but we must make a preface to this. There are two different categories of Yero, which really are three. I'll explain. There's Yeras Ho'onish, when a person does the service of Hashem because he's afraid of retribution. HaKadosh Baruch who punishes and we see many times in this world what happens to people because they neglected their obligations towards Hashem he punishes in this world people have shorter lives many times their happiness is ruined their health is ruined things happen to people Holila, no question about it and people who are understanding wish to serve Hashem to avoid punishment now that's not the top level However, that's one form of yira, to be afraid of the oinus or the punishment. There's another form called yiras horememus, which means not that you're afraid of punishment, doesn't mean you're not afraid of punishment. Even the greatest is still afraid of punishment. But in addition, in addition to the constant fear of punishment if something wrong is done, he has a fear of the greatness of Hashem. He cannot do something wrong because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is such a awe-inspiring king that it's out of our minds to do anything, not in accordance with the wishes of our great king. That's not because the king will give you a slap. It's because it's not in accordance with our understanding of the greatness of Hashem to do something wrong. Now, in the second which is called Yerasareimamus, fear of Hashem's exaltedness, there comes in another kind of year, which is part of that, called Yeras Chet. So now you have two, which are really three. First, Yeras Ho'edish, fear of punishment. Then, there's Yeras Ho'edish, fear of Hashem's greatness. That's why you won't do anything wrong. And in the second, in the fear of Hashem's greatness, there comes in this subject, that you're going to deal with now called Yeras Explain that to your neighbors so you understand it so far. No part of this lecture 
may be reproduced in any form even for personal use.